You're listening to The Cell Phone Junkie with Mickey and Matt, your source for news, reviews, and questions about the cell phone industry. Visit us at www.thecellphonejunkie.com. Hello and welcome to The Cell Phone Junkie, show number 32. My name is Mickey Paplon and I am your host for the show. I am joined today by two hosts, both of which you know. They've been on previous shows. First off, we've got Matt. How are you doing today, Matt? Great. Good, good. Good to have you on. And all the way from his home in suburban Minneapolis, Minnesota, Joey. How are you doing, Joey? Doing well. Good. Glad to have you back on again. I know last time... Last time you were you were on, you were actually here at the uh, the Cell Phone Junkie Casa here in Phoenix, and uh, so we got you hooked up and dialed in with us here. So we're happy to have you on. Should be fun. It should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, well, before we get started here, I do want to to uh, bring up one story. Today is uh, show number 32, which is our question questions and comments show. Uh, but there is some some big news going on this week. Actually, a lot of news going on. Uh, the International CES Consumer Electronics Show starts in Vegas tomorrow. They've already got some people, uh, I'm sure quite a few people, that are in Vegas now tonight getting ramped up for everything starting tomorrow for the next uh, three or four days. And uh, a lot of press releases coming out tonight. And the Cell Phone Junkie was fortunate enough to have been released some information from Palm. And uh, I mention it because it is... Pretty big news. Palm and Singular Wireless are now announcing uh, the Trio 750 smartphone device, which uh, what makes this significant is this is the first GSM phone in the United States uh, released by Palm that supports Windows Mobile. And now you're thinking, well, Palm has had Windows Mobile devices for the last year. Well, yeah, but it's only been on Verizon and Sprint, so CDMA providers. So first GSM phone to be released by uh, by GSM Carrier Singular. It uh, The one thing that I was looking at here in this release uh, is it's going to be available for $400 with a two-year contract and uh, looks like a couple months into the into uh, the life of this device they're going to release an update. Currently it only has UMTS for data which has a maximum th- uh, output or uh, excuse me down download uh, oh, what's the term I'm looking for here <laughs> uh, maximum uh, thoroughput of uh, 400 kilobits a second. So they're going to be upgrading to HSDPI here in the next the next few few months here that it comes out. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that one out there uh, before we get going here on things because that's exciting news. You know what that tells you, though? Well, it tells you how long they've probably been in production of this phone and how Singular has pumped out HSDPA pretty quick to the point where they now have to update it after, I think, is what it sounds like. Yeah, and I think it's a lot of it too has to do with the fact that this was released on Vodafone over in the UK earlier in the year, actually late last year as it is now, and this is probably the same hardware that that one has, and they're just going to be having to get that update. Uh, the radio is obviously in there; they just have to update the software to support it. So, hmm. yeah. So anyway, so that's good news. I'm I'm excited to see that one out. That's been that's been a long time waiting. So. Anyway, so this is how we're going to do the show today. This is the uh, the first show to 2007, and we're going to kick it off with a questions and comments show, and I've got a lot of them today. The The first five are going to be comments and questions from people that called in to uh, the voice line that we have, and if you'd like to call in and leave us a question or comment, you can do so at 602-903-4116, and if you didn't catch that, I'll mention it at the end of the show. It's also in the show notes. Uh, but anyway, let's kick it off here. The first voicemail that we have is from Joseph. Hey, Mickey. Just heard your latest uh, podcast. Uh, good show as always. Um, glad you made use of the my private, my private, whatever <laughs> voicemail thing. Anyway, um, Glad you got use of it, and I'm glad you were able to use the hint that I passed along to you. Hope you're having a good day, bud. Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, thanks very much, Joseph, for leaving us that. Yeah, in fact, uh, that's why I played that one first, is because uh, your service, the privatephone.com service, is actually why we have 
the phone line and it works really well. So if anyone out there would like a phone line like this where you can just call up and leave voice messages and they turn them into audio files, that's exactly what we're doing here. It's a great service. So that's all I have to say about that. That's cool though, isn't it? It is. I love it. I love it when people are able to provide services like that that work out real well for us. So the magic of voice over IP. Magic of voice over IP. You bet. So Next one we have here, voicemail from Paul in Toronto. And Paul is actually looking for a recommendation. Let's hear what Paul has to say. Hey, guys. It's uh, Paul from Toronto, Canada. Just started listening to your show and uh, figured I'd try your voice line. Um, got a question on phone upgrades. I've been using a Motorola V635 for about a year. Loved the phone. Uh, I flashed it, edited everything I could on it. Um, Love the megapixel camera. But itching for an upgrade and kind of wondering what you guys think would be an appropriate upgrade for the V635. Looking for something with uh, camera. Not Don't care too much about the MP3 uh, playback since I've got an iPod. Uh, definitely Bluetooth. Um, anyways, just wanted to hear what you guys think. Thanks. Alright, thanks Paul. Okay, so here's what we're going to get. We'll, we'll recap that a little bit. He is currently using the Motorola V635 and is looking for something uh, with a camera uh, and Bluetooth, but doesn't need an MP3 player in it. So here's what I'm going to uh, throw it at you. Since you're using a GSM phone, my guess is you're with either Fido or Rogers up there in Canada. Uh, looking at the options that you have on those networks, uh, you know, I kind of had that same type of dilemma that you had last year. I was on T-Mobile. I was using the V600 phone, and uh, it's a great phone, very much like the V635. Then it was time to upgrade, you know, and I was faced with the choice of either the Razer, the V3, or some sort of different brand, uh, you know. And basically, I tried the Razer. wasn't for me. I ultimately ended up with a Nokia, uh, the 6230. Had that for about five months before switching over to the smartphone side. So, But in your situation, I would recommend you look at probably the following devices, and hopefully they'll fit your needs. Uh, take a look at the Razer. I know it's a very popular phone. It may fit your needs. It may not, but at least take a look at that one. And uh, another one that's similar to that is the Crazer. It's a newer device, has a different look and feel, but the similar uh, Motorola interface. Any of the Nokia or Samsung options that, that your providers have are typically good good devices, and they work very well in the GSM networks. You know, And number four, uh, I'm going to recommend to you, just because I've made the jump, and I know a number of other people have too, especially in the last year, upgrade yourself to a smartphone. You know, the Trio... Any Windows mobile device, such as a Q, even the the Nokia E62, uh, are all good choices. So take a look at some of those out there, and uh, you'll 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 see some different things that are out there now. Some different things you can do with them. You'll spend a little bit more money, but in my in my opinion, it's well well worth it. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Well, the smartphone, some of them I know the dialing interface is a little bit tougher than just a regular phone. It depends what this person is doing. If they need, you know, quick dialing or they just kind of use it real basically. Smartphone may be, um, may be a little tougher to get used to. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Well, Matt, you made that switch over. What do you think? You know, um, I love the smartphone. Uh, I find there's different things almost every day that I find that I could use on it that I could never have with, the right, you know, with, uh, with other basic phones. But... Then again, I mean, like you're saying with Nokia and Samsung, right there you have two solid handset makers that been you know been on the GSM networks, whether it was here or over over in other countries for years. So you know right there that more you know you're going to get solid a solid phone most of the time right off the bat. So absolutely, yep. Well, hopefully that answers your question, Paul. Let us know if we can do anything else. So I got a voicemail here. I don't even know. I'm not even going to say anything about this. All I'm going to say is that this is from Aaron. And uh, both Joey and I know Aaron. I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, in this circumstance. But anyway, uh, I'll I'll let you guys be the judge of this one. You're listening to the Cell Phone Junkie with Mickey and Matt. Your source for news, reviews, and questions about the cell phone industry. Visit us at www dot the cell phone junkie dot com
<laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, I don't know what else to think about that other than uh, that is Aaron. Uh, I guess being Aaron and Aaron, I, I we are so glad you love the show. <laughs> Imitation you know is a form of flattery. I think. Exactly. Exactly. What's that, Matt? That's it. That's going to be another ringtone. That's good. <laughs> It'll be, be Matt's new ringtone for his phone. It'll be Aaron mimicking the cell phone junkie intro. So, well, going right into that, I've got a voicemail here from Joseph, which actually he's asking some questions about our intro. So here we go. Hey, Mickey. It's Joseph in Seattle. Hey, I've got a question for you. Um, when you... Um on the intro to your podcast, just before you start uh, your actual hello on your podcast, can you uh, identify what you're using for sounds? Um, I, I'm guessing that the the, the chirp chirp is uh, uh, some sort of cell phone ringing. Uh, maybe you could identify what phone it came from and then also I, I know the next bit that we hear is the 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 T-Mobile sequence and then there's another sequence which I cannot identify at all that you can address what that is and also what what you're using for the um, the percussion that you have in the intro as well. Anyway, it was just uh, just my curiosity, and uh, maybe you'd want to talk about it on a, a future show. Anyway, great podcast as usual. Um, I'm listening to your your special your latest special podcast. I thought I was going to be able to get it over the over the phone, but I guess it's it's not up there or not up there yet. Anyway. Uh, Great podcast. Uh, I'll I'll send you stuff soon. I'll I'll, I'll continue to send you stuff and uh, hope to hear your next podcast. Thanks, Mickey. Bye. All right. Well, thank you, Joseph. We certainly appreciate your uh, your interest in the show, and I I love it that uh, that we have people like yourself that send us stuff every week. So I'm going to answer your question here about what we have here at the intro of the show. Uh, the beginning of it is a series of ringers, and there is a percussion beat in the background. The percussion is actually just a loop of uh, about, I don't know, 6 seconds or 12 seconds or something like that from a free podcast background music site. I don't even know what it is. It was part of a package that I downloaded at one point and listened to a number of different background noises uh, and uh, that one just kind of hit me, and I really like that one. So that's what you got actually at the intro and the outro at the end of the show as well. So anyway, so then you've got a bunch of ringtones in there. The first one is the Nokia Standard Polyphonic Ringer. The second one is the Nokia Ring Ring. The third one is the Nokia Low Ringer. The fourth one is the Motorola Q Standard Ringer. And the fifth one is the Windows Default uh, sound that can be found on the Motorola Q. So... Uh, some just some different ringers there to kind of mix it all together with some background music, and you got an intro for a podcast. Easy as that. Got an intro for a cell phone junkie. An intro for a cell phone junkie. That's right. So the ringtone. Another ringtone for Matt. Exactly. <laughs> you know what though? You know what we should do, Mick. What's that? We should have the listeners come up with an intro too. Wouldn't that be cool? Have a see if they can come up with something a little bit better than that. I guess well, my just, huh? No, just just in general, have them come up with something and play and see if it's something we like and we could use too. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Any anything that anyone wants to create, be more than happy to entertain it. And especially if there's ringtones in there. Apparently, Matt likes the ringtones, so we got to stick with those. So, <laughs> all right, we've got one last voicemail here, and this is from uh, another fellow Canadian. This is Brian in Toronto. Hey, Mickey and Matt. It's uh, Brian from Toronto. Uh, Merry Christmas and uh, all the best to your families and uh, have a safe and happy holiday and uh, look forward to hearing uh, great new shows coming in uh, 2007. So great work in 2006. Okay. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. sounds like we got cut off there at the end there. But uh, anyway, uh, 
that's uh, Brian in Toronto. So any uh, follow-up to any of those things you guys want to talk about? Thanks, Brian. Yeah, thank you, Brian. A good yeah, holiday. Well, let's see. We'll pop right into some questions here. We had a, a number of questions emailed in, and we're going to go through them here. First one are some comments from Steve, and actually uh, this is from way back in November, if you think about when we had the last uh, questions and comment show. So this one this one goes way back when. So, Steve, if you're listening, uh, I'm glad you're still listening because it's been a while, and I haven't answered your questions. So his, he says, seeing you guys uh, each have a Gmail account, I'm surprised you haven't tried Google's own Java-based email client. It works on most phones, like Flurry, but it's way better. Unlike Flurry, message delivery is instantaneous because you're already communicating with your Gmail account. Anything you do on the phone is immediately reflected on the web page and vice versa. Not only does it provide you what you'd expect, email on your phone, it also tightly integrates the web service you're already using, uh, and you get all of your Gmail, all of the Gmail advantages, such as spam filtering, message archiving, message grouping, etc. It will open all, uh, all manner of attachments right within the applet, including all Microsoft Office files, Adobe Acrobat, and converts them to text before transmitting the contents. Uh, Google offers both the program uh, offers both the program and its use for free. The only cost to you like with Flurry, is the data you use up on your plan, which in many cases is part of a bucket of data anyway. I used Flurry until I, and used it until I downloaded the Gmail client, and now I'll never go back. Well, Steve, thanks for writing. Certainly appreciate the feedback. You know, as far as that app is concerned, uh, I actually mentioned that way back in show number 25 in the drop list of one of the things that we didn't talk about. But um, I agree, it is probably the easiest way to get the Gmail on your phone. The problem that uh, we... Uh, Matt and I specifically have with that is that it does not work on the queue, so we can't use it on the queue. But I know uh, really for a lot of other people it would benefit them, and especially for those who obviously don't have a smartphone, that's a good way to get your email. So I definitely appreciate the comments on that. So, you know, Joey, and I meant to ask you, do you use, what do you use to get Gmail on your phone? Do you use the web client or? I have to use the web client, and my phone does not support the Java applets. Okay. Um, so I do use the, uh, I use, what is it called? It's called NWeb. NWeb, okay. The browser, yep. Okay. I know, uh, I know that Matt, you're, uh, you can't use this either because you've got the queue. So you're unfortunately out of luck just like I am with that little I applet. Just, yeah, you know, I mean, I just wireless sync my Gmail stuff anyway, so. Yeah, yep. So, but, uh, you know, he's right, though. I mean, of course, with Google, all stuff like that, I, that's what I love about Google is they're always, I don't know, they seem like they're the, one of the first companies to really put stuff to mobile a lot quicker than anybody else did. Sure. Yeah, they've they've done a good job, and they really they know what the, the consumers want, it seems like, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. I was able to use Yahoo Mail on my phone years ago, but it was so kludgy uh, compared to the Gmail interface that it was worthless. Yep. When I and I like you use the the web based version of it. I go. To, I think it's uh, is it mail or uh, was it mobile or m dot gmail dot com or m dot yeah, it's something like that. Actually, I just linked to it from the uh, google dot com slash pda, and it's the second link on their page. So. It, it is indeed. In fact, that's how <laughs> when when I've had to do some resets on my phone, I just go to the the google dot com slash pda site and then link it from there to get the favorite put in. So. Mm-hmm. Easy enough. Well, I've got a question here from Greg. Greg is asking, I'm looking for a new phone. I have a Nokia 3530, and I'm thinking about upgrading. One that caught my eye was the Razer V3, although I don't like the buttons. I was wondering if, you know, if they are Mac compatible. I want to be able to download my calendar and contacts uh, to the phone, along with downloading my pictures uh, from my computer via Bluetooth. So what I've got here, and I'll, uh, I'll link this in the show notes here as well so everyone else can read it. It is a uh, basically a third-party software that you can download, and it will it will help you in syncing your V3 with a Mac. As far as the phone itself is concerned, there are many Razer devices out there, and I know a lot of people have it. And uh, if it's something you're considering, you know, hop over to your T-Mobile store and check it out. Make sure that uh, yeah, it's something that you're you're interested in before you go out and buy it. So, uh, but the link is from MacInTouch.com and talks of it's a it's a forum thread that talks about uh, this piece of software. So thank you, Greg, for writing in, and hopefully that'll, that'll help you out. Syncing is something that's really really not published, and it needs to be. Uh, I, it's a, that's a great feature for a lot of people. Um, and it's just not real common, the documentation on it. 
Well, and it'd it's, be nice if it would be nice if it was a little bit more prevalent. Well, you know, for I think for a lot of people, you take you take the the time to to spend a you know to to find something that you want a significant investment and you want to be able to use it for maybe not as uh, a complete personal digital assistant but maybe a little bit more than just a phone device and to be able to do that you know especially with with pictures and uh, or contacts especially oh the time yeah, you can mostly. spend oh <laughs> you know trying to mm. type in everything you know one after another and just it's just absurd and for those who don't have have the uh the sim card where you can just pop it out of one and pop it into the other syncing is is really big so yeah. it really is yep i love syncing but it just seems like 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 we're all saying right here is it's not where it needs to be i don't know I, it just seems to i mean yes i can pull i don't know it just seems oh boy i'm losing it today it works great on my palm phone i mean that's it, one of the major reasons it works reasons why but I just from yeah, I mean, it works. I'm just thinking that it just needs to be like a little you, bit more. Like you, we've, well, just like you and me talked about how we our wireless sync before will active sync because we don't like active sync that much. Right. And I've talked to like I, I actually ran at somebody the other day when I was working at the at the mall, and he noticed I had the queue, and he asked me if I was kind of a tech. I said oh, a little bit, you know, and and we he, he kind of asked about like syncing Outlook and. With Active Sync, or with, and I told him, well, I I really don't mess with Outlook too much. I mean, it does sync it when I do Active Sync, and but with Wireless Sync, it doesn't. Uh, with Wireless Sync, it it's a lot easier for me. It's a lot lot. It just flows a lot easier. But still, Wireless Sync seems to I don't know be a little bit more delayed, a little delayed to it, not well, real, yeah, real quick. It can be, it can be clunky. That's for sure. That is for sure. And and hopefully, you know, as it's it's that instantaneous thing that we're all getting used to or trying to get used to that maybe uh, not not really be quite there yet. So, but he also mentioned the fact of do you, I don't know if you're under this Mick when you sync up if it pulls in most of the message and it says okay, all right now hit okay and it'll download the rest of the message next time you sync up. Yeah, that's just a. It's, yeah, it's just truncated after a certain point, which you can. There are there are a number of of places that you or. A, Number of options that you can choose. You can have it download the attachment, not download it. Certain. That's what I thought. I told him that I said just check around. I said you should be able to find it because really I don't run into that too much. I tell it to. I'll just tell it okay, and it, it'll pull it in next time I download. And I've never actually played with the options to see if there's a way I can increase the file size because he was saying himself he's like, well, I do I do Active Sync, but it doesn't download everything. And I tell it to the next time, and it's not doing it. And I'm thinking, well, you might want to check your options to see if you have a cap on it or something. That, that's exactly it. If he just goes into into the options that he has there under Active Sync, and then go into email and then into the settings, then you can choose how much the limit of the size. You know, if it's just the headers, five kilobytes, you know, all whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. so that's that. Well, I've got a uh, a fantastic, absolutely fantastic review of the Canadian wireless services here. That was done by our good friend Steve. Steve has written in a few times to us. And, uh, I mean, this is, I, I, I really want to read this whole thing. Unfortunately, it is just, it is so uh, detailed. And if you ever wanted to know anything about the Canadian uh, providers, I mean, this is this is your review. So what I want to do is I want to touch a little bit on the on the high points that he has, and then I'll make sure that I link this in the show notes as well, so you can read it if you're interested in uh, the different the different providers we have they have in Canada. So, uh, anyway, Steve says I've written to you before and I visited your webpage, uh, which is dedicated to, or you have visited my webpage, which is dedicated to cell phone reviews, general tech information on PCS services, maps of sites in Southern Ontario, and I thought you'd I'd bring you guys up to speed on a few aspects of the Canadian PCS market. First off, there are three companies who own and operate all of the networks in Canada. These companies are Rogers Wireless which is a division of a much larger Rod- the much larger Rogers Empire that owns cable TV service, TV stations, radio stations, and magazines. Second is Bell Mobility, which is a division of Bell Canada, who in turn is owned by Bell Canada Enterprises. BCE owns the CTV television network and most of the landline systems in Ontario and Quebec. They are also the parent company of Northern Telecom. And then TELUS Mobility, uh, who is a conglomerate of Western Telephone, and technology companies that sprang from AGT, which was at one time owned by 
the Alberta provincial governments, although TELUS is no longer affiliated with any provincial governments. There are four physical networks, a GSM network owned by Rogers, CDMA system by Bell Mobility, CDMA by TELUS, and an IDA network uh, also by TELUS Mobility. There are also countless uh, MVNOs, just like in the U.S., including a number of names that are familiar. Uh, the largest are Fido, which is owned by Rogers, Virgin Mobile, which is actually the same company uh, that we have here in the U.S., but it is not totally owned by Richard Branson. It is part of, part owned by Bell Mobility. And 7-Eleven, which we have here in the U.S., Amped Mobile, uh, which is the same as the people in the U.S., but they don't run a true MVNO. Instead, they operate off a division of TELUS Mobile. Uh, President's Choice, uh, a name used by a very large food, food, food chain called uh, Loblaws. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Solo, um, which is also, I'm not sure you can call a real virtual network. It's a separate identity that Bell Mobility uses to market all their prepaid services. Anyway, so, and he goes on with some, some just fantastic uh, other pieces of information here. Uh, one of which was, well, it's true that Canadian providers are in love with three-year contracts. I should note their contracts are not mandatory, and customers have the choice of paying month-to-month -month or opting for shorter contracts. Contracts really affect the monthly cost, but instead they offer a varying degree of a discount uh, to a, a price of a new phone. So the discount for a three-year contract is disproportionate to those of one and two years, thus enticing buyers to opt into a three-year contract. Uh, also, he goes on to mention uh, that a number of people discovered that under the right circumstances, getting a particular U.S. cell phone plan with Canadian roaming uh, is actually cheaper than getting Canadian plan. Obviously, there are drawbacks, and uh, but however, it's it still can be a little bit cheaper. And uh, let's see, one other point that I wanted to make here was that, to their credit, all of the Canadian providers honor grandfathered plans. So even when you're not in a contract, they'll allow you to stick with whatever price plan you're on as long as you don't change it. So I thought that was pretty good. So anyway, there it's it's a quite a lengthy review here of the different things that he's said about it. But I and I really appreciate the time he took to write this. So I'm definitely going to link it to the next show. So okay, that was a couple minutes of me talking. What do you guys have to say about that? I I love getting the different viewpoints, man. It just it gives you an idea of just how different carriers act in one country to another. It really is. It's it's interesting. They also run on CDMA a lot. Mm -hmm. They do, and they uh, I know they, they've got some different, I think it's Verizon is, is the main um, provider that they roam on down here, if I remember correctly. And I think when you take a Verizon phone up there, if I'm not mistaken, you're on the, uh, on the Bell Mobility network. But I could be wrong on that, too. I guess it kind of depends on where you are. So, Actually, it was funny because my dad has Sprint. I got him switched over to Sprint when I was with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I changed, but um, he said he was up. Man, where was he? Oh crap! I'll have to ask some time. But he was up into Canada, a good few hours up across uh, across the. I'm not sure if he went across the Niagara Falls or across the Buffalo side, but he was up into Canada, a good few hours, and he was sitting up there, and his phone just started ringing. Yeah, he got he, he was able to get incoming calls, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't think it'd be automatic. I figured it'd be something you had to you'd have to add. I never really checked into it because I never really go to Canada that much. And he said, "Yeah, he was up there all." He goes, "My phone just started ringing." He goes, "I started talking." He goes, "It was," and he said, "It wasn't even that." It, he said it was an extra cost, but it wasn't even that bad actually. Yeah, not it's it's one of those things that they they make it really seamless between the two, kind of like in Europe with the the GSM networks. You just pop from one to another, and you just you don't even notice it. Well, you think though, you think that would be kind of a cool feature, though. I mean, to really maybe market that a little bit. They don't really you ever think about. It, they don't really say. They'll say, "Hey, you can add on Canadian calling," but they never really talk about, "Hey, you can roam in Canada for this rate," or you know, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's really a. To me, that'd be kind of a way of kind of promoting a little bit more coverage. Will be say, hey, you can even roam in Canada for this price, or don't you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A coworker took um, the Verizon phone and roamed in Mexico with it. Mm -hmm. But you know, she called and asked them specifically, and they can't even tell you where it's going to roam or not. They're like, well, it, it may or may not work. They just don't bother documenting where the phone will actually roam at. So unbelievable. Yeah. Hmm. How can they not? They don't. I, I don't know how they couldn't know, but they really didn't know where it was going to work. But you know, I've worked in. I worked for at one point for Quest and did long distance, and 
companies like that, they really, uh, especially the phone companies like that, just don't. The, the being a rep on the phone like I was, and probably who who you know they spoke to about it, unfortunately do not have have probably some of the information like that. It's so when you start talking about anything outside the U.S. If it's not, you know, only way to get the right information sometimes if you have a specialized department that handles those type of questions. Otherwise, the individual reps really don't get much information on that at all. So Don't have access to it. Yep. Yeah. Well, i got an update here from Alan. Alan is our, our good buddy who we've been, he's been writing in since, boy, one of the first weeks that the show was out. And he is back from his trip to Europe. And he wanted to give us a little uh, update on his report. He said he, he ended up taking his unlocked GSM Motorola Sliver which is a quad band unit, and uh, let's see, he he went over and it was he purchased a, a a SIM card in France and had pay as you go service from Orange, and he asked if international service was possible, and they told him that it was. It, he didn't specifically ask about texting, which may have been his mistake. He tried several times to text message his daughter, uh, who uses T-Mobile in Chicago. None of his messages got through. He was, however, to call her successfully. She was able to send her text messages from her T-Mobile phone several times. And uh, he says, at this point, I'm assuming that either I should have specifically asked about uh, SMSing capability or perhaps dialing. He was not dialing internationally uh, correctly. So, um, you know, I don't I don't know exactly what happened for you, Alan. I am excited that you were able to make calls back and forth, though. Uh, (laughs) That's kind of the first uh, you know, the first thing to get it through there. But it is interesting. You had messages sending uh, back and forth. So I wonder if it was either activating international service or having to add in the 011, I think it is, uh, to get back over here. I'm I'm wondering if one way or the other, I'm sure it could have been rectified. I'm wondering, did she, do you know, Mick, I don't know if you mentioned this before, whether or not it's an extra charge for let's say how she texted him if that was an extra charge for her or not i think it was i think it's probably if your typical text message rate is 10 it's probably 20 25 something like that if i had that's to guess not, that's not too bad no i mean it's not too bad well it's also not it doesn't cost them anything <laughs> you know it's right. very very minimal it's not even a minute it's just a little blip yep so anyway so that that's from alan anyway comments from micah here and matt i think you you happen to know micah here because yes. <laughs> Micah says, I've been a listener since your first show, and even before that, I was a listener and a community member of Matt's MK Wireless podcasts and forums. You guys are great, and this week, Joey was very eloquent. There you go, Joey. You got your first fan. Hooray. <laughs> clap. Golf clap. Yeah. Says, I listened to your podcast on my MDA. This week, it was, it was a nice treat to see the Windows Media Player to have your nice logo displayed. I'm a big fan of converged devices, especially smartphones. I feel like keeping they they feel they feel like keeping the future in your pocket. I would love to contribute my thoughts to your show in some way. I'm a real cell phone junkie. I'm on a 6 month I'm on about a 6 month new phone schedule. My friends and family think I'm nuts for spending so much on phones and data. They see a phone as a voice application and only offers the same utility as cordless landline phones with a longer range, but I feel it, like it's my job to promote the revolutionary role these powerful computers can play in the way we interact with the world in a greater way even than the Internet did. You guys are doing a great job. Let me know if I can help. You know, first of all, Micah, great to have you over here. I'm glad to hear that you've been, you've been listening here since the beginning. Um, you know, also, I'm glad you were able to see the logo displayed on your pocket PC. I think it's pretty neat when I can see it. Um, on my devices, you know, from the other podcasts as well. So, you know, some of the best ways that you can do to help things out, uh, to help us out, you know, make sure you send in any questions or comments or news stories or anything like that. I've got a number of people that are out there that send me uh, news and, and different things that are happening uh, as as they happen. And so that's kind of neat to be able to make sure I'm getting all the, the best cell phone information out there. And also, you know, the new hotline uh, is a great way to get your thoughts on the show too. So, Give us a call, shoot us an email, whatever you got to do. Just get your information to us. So thanks, Micah. The only thing I have to say about, about my podcast, I mean, I know I've, I don't really, I've never really talked about it much. But, um, yeah, I did have a podcast before I jumped on board with you, Mick. And I had a great ideas for it. Just unfortunately what happened for me, this is why I love doing this with you, is I hate to say it, everybody, as much as, you know, Mick can say, 
you know, that I help them out. Yeah, I don't do much. <laughs> I come on and, and just basically discuss and get the questions ahead of time. I Mick does all the leg work, on, and that's you know, that's one of the reasons why I did that. I hate to say that, Mick, but um, because I could not dedicate the time. I mean, I I love my show and I love the listeners I did have for a short period of time, but I just I didn't have the time between right, like like right now I've worked full time, part time, and I'm going back into school. I took a semester off, and at that time I was doing all three. I just couldn't do the podcast and dedicate time to the forums. So that's why I stopped doing it, and I I feel bad. I nah, really do because it, don't feel bad. It, it's it's my it's my hobby. It's what I love. It's I, you know. I I love doing it. It takes yeah. Once we get done here recording, it'll be another couple hours for me. You know all the post production and stuff like that. But I love it and and you know just to to get questions from everyone that listens to the show is just fantastic and that's why we do it. So yeah. yep. So anyway, question here from Seamus. He says I've written you several times. I appreciate the time you take to respond. Uh, this time I have a question I hope you can help with. I have, among many phones, an AudioVox 5600. It lacks the Bluetooth protocols that I need. I want to know if you guys or any of your listeners know of any websites that are out there where I can download the full Bluetooth 2.0 suite uh, if there are any updates or anything that will give my phone mo- more functionality. Uh, well, I, you know, I did a little bit of research on this, and it appears that the 5600 should have the, two, the Bluetooth 2.0 stack. Um, maybe the particular model that you have has the, the 1.2 and, um, maybe just a simple software upgrade for it, but, uh, it could be bad information that I got too. So, um, anyway, but I, I just, I want to bring that up here. So if there's, if there's anybody out there that knows anything about that, please pass that information on. Um, anyway, Seamus wrote back and said, and I can't seem to find any, any information on the, on the 2.0 stack either. Uh, the problem is that if I have the 2.0, it is slimmed down and only has a few protocols. Uh, and actually, that's what I did find out, too. It's missing the, the OBEX file transfer and some of the other uh, basic Bluetooth protocols. So mm-hmm. if it really is 2.0, it probably will need to be hacked to get some of the mods in there or something like that. So uh, if there's anything out there that we can find for the for that, we'll uh, we'll take a look and we'll let you know. But, um, you know, I haven't seen much out there for it other than it should have... Uh, some of those, some of those things, but you know, and that's that's a provider thing too. I mean, that's not Microsoft. You know, that's that's unfortunately they'll strip it down. They'll take out some of those file transfer things so that you have to use their service to get those files on your phone. Right, Joey? Well, I know that, this is one of your things. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's very unpredictable. It's unfortunate they they do that and confuse the uh, confuse the users of the phone and uh, you know restrict things down. That are actually in the hardware. Yep. The only thing I could say is for someone, if they're really, if that's a, if Bluetooth is a big thing for them, um, for doing multiple things with Bluetooth, that they gotta check out different things like Phone Scoop and um, websites like that that have details on the phone and what the carrier is gonna do with it. Because uh, even though the phone may have all these features to it, if the, if the carrier, like we've talked about before, you know, kind of hacks, I want to say hacks on it or. Or takes those that take certain things away because they want you to pay for certain stuff. People think that they're looking at oh look at all these features when they're looking at like say phone scoop and all of a sudden they get in, they're like wait a minute it's not doing this stuff because the the carrier took it away. Took away the and, took away the protocol. Yep. Right. And then and the the sad part is that is when you buy a phone and you're asked about Bluetooth. Unfortunately, I what I've probably seen a lot of times is that not a lot of the salespeople that are selling this stuff know they know Bluetooth because they know what it is, but they don't. I don't think they they don't really know in detail about Bluetooth and the different the different things it can do. So it's it's kind of tough really trying to find someone at a carrier, unless you're calling tech support or you're actually talking to some of the phone techs to find people that actually even know what you're talking about when it comes to Bluetooth too. Well, for most I mean, is, isn't isn't Bluetooth just a thing with the headset? <laughs> right, right, and that's what most and most salespeople are like. Yeah, you can get a Bluetooth headset and you can use your headset with it, and that's a lot of them. That's all they know about it. Other than that, yeah, a lot of a lot of times there's nothing else than than just that, than just having your uh, you know having your headset paired. Yeah, well, look test. at I mean, look at all the stuff that our our Q can do Bluetooth wise, which is a decent amount. But you know, we we know it because we've just we've researched on it. But I bet you the average salesperson that sells the Q probably doesn't know that much information on the Bluetooth that it has or the features of Bluetooth. Yep. Yeah, just make sure you test whatever features you are looking for and return the phone before your uh, return policy's up. Oh, yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, quick question from Aaron here, and when I say quick, this is quick. 
What are prepaid SIM cards? <laughs> uh, I'll give you a quick answer. SIM cards that are preloaded with money that are deducted from the card as the user makes phone calls and sends text messages. That, in essence, is what a prepaid SIM card is. The uh, subscriber information module that goes into a GSM phone that has money on it, and when you use it, it gets deducted. It's used for services such as the T-Mobile uh, prepaid service, the Singular Go, and uh, other uh, MVNOs that are based off of those networks. So I'll include a link here so you can read all about it from Wikipedia. And you could put those in any unlocked GSM phone that uh, supports the right bands. As we know from Joey's experience uh, with his wife's phone. Works out real well. Yeah. Well, like we talked about before the podcast about SIM cards, there are probably some people since they, like you, Mick, said, or or Joey, I can't remember which one, said that sometimes the carrier does everything for you, so some people buy the phones and may not even know there's actually a SIM card in the back. Yeah, you don't even know. I mean, it's just... It's what something under the battery? What? <laughs> right, right. I mean, like mm-hmm. my, I try to explain to my wife, hey, my honey, you know, your razor has a slot for a, a trans flash or a memory card. She's like, uh, uh, no, I, I don't want it. <laughs> I mean, it's just that some people don't even understand what you really can do or what the SIM card can do, and that's kind of that's kind of sad because I, you know. Yep. Well, question here from a different Aaron, and uh, this Aaron you actually have met, Matt. He says, I heard about this site. From the gentleman here at the in Columbus at the Tuttle Mall, I was wondering if you could tell me how to listen to MP3s over a standard Bluetooth headset. I'm pretty sure you said it was possible, but I can't f- seem to find this information anywhere. I have a Verizon uh, VX6700, and uh, also have a friend with a Q who was interested. So here you go. This is how you do them, uh, Aaron. Uh, first, Motorola Q. Out of the box, the device is able to stream music or audio right to a standard Bluetooth headset. I've been doing it since June when I got the phone. All you have to do is pair a headset with the phone and start playing an audio file, and it'll stream right to the earpiece. With the 6700, from what I understand, basically you have to have the A2DP on it, which comes with the ROM update that was released by Verizon this past summer. But even then, I think you can only use a stereo Bluetooth headphones, not a single mono headset. Uh, however, most of this doesn't really mean a lot. So, But anyway, what I found here on one of the sites that I visit pretty regularly uh, wirelessadvisor.com. Check out this link uh, that I'm going to include in the show notes here, and it is the 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 6700A2DP upgrade thread, and it will give you some information on on some of the people who have been working with it and the issues that they've had and stuff like that. So, hope that will work for you. Um, but I don't know. I know Matt, you do it all the time. You stream audio uh, every day, basically. right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm huge on uh, on listen to my podcast and stuff like that from my card. So I'm all over that. I, I love it. It's it's just, and I'll wear out. Like I said, this so much. I w- I have to have a couple different Bluetooth headsets t- because I run out the batteries. But like we talked about before, how I've remember I told you about. I had the issue where when I would actually pause it, it start playing again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've actually kind of figured a little way about that because of, um, if I have a minute here, but because what I did was. I was playing the, the the audio off of the card itself. I went to the storage card and actually just said, okay, play from here. Well, what I figured out was since I started downloading my podcast directly and to get them in the order I want or actually be able to read, because how, how my podcasts are being downloaded doesn't give me a real good file name so I know which one it is. It abbreviates it through, from, the, from Audio Bay. So what I have to do is I actually go into the Windows Media update the library and by doing that when I look at it at that point now it full shows the full show name which I can now read and also by doing that update the library and playing it from the library instead I now can pause it without having to play again on my headphones there you go so when I pause it play it when I actually pause it actually pauses it do you use a2d uh, a2dp uh, headset or do you use just a mono one just a mono just a regular okay. I got a, I got the hs 500 I have uh, Plantronics 320 and uh, Jabra BT150. And a partridge in a pear tree too, by the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> One thing I've never really seen is is does A2DP support? I know it's a, a stereo headphones, but does it support a microphone where you can actually make a phone call, or do you need to change your headsets out and put the no, the no, actually you don't. And I'll and I'll tell you how I know this because I've actually. Um, uh, been in, been using because I've got a set of the A2DP headphones and I've I've been wearing them, listening to music, and also had because you can pair multiple Bluetooth devices with the phone at the same time. 
It's not okay. just like one or the other. So I had the the blue, the stereo headphones and also a mono headset uh, paired at the same time. Uh, listening to music, a phone call comes in. I take the headphones, I just wrap them around my neck, put in put the headset on my ear, and hit answer, and it just goes right away. And what's interesting then is as soon as that phone call is done, it's, it knows to switch back to the stereo headphones and st- mm. start streaming the music back to those. So. Yeah, that's, that's br- I love, I've always loved that feature. Very smart. Very, yeah. so. I know, I've also, I, I love too is I can use my Bluetooth headset with the mobile Skype. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yes. I mean, yes. Skype is still not great on the mobile, but I still, I just do it because it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It does kind of work, sort of. It's choppy. It's yeah. Okay. Um, have a have a nice little, uh, little some information here from Brian. Brian says he asks if you have received any messages via Bluetooth while you've been shopping. Uh, I received my first one while I was standing near a hair salon. I was shopping on Saturday. Is it's, if it's something you want more details about, let me know. So, of course, I said, yes, Brian, I would love to know because I have never received a, a message on my phone uh, over Bluetooth. Um, and here's what he says. The past week, and I left the subway, no cell phone reception, and was walking through a shopping concourse when my Razor uh, CDMA with TELUS alerted me to a voicemail message. I was actually finished listening to, uh, to your December 30, uh, excuse me, twenty third podcast with my iPod Nano and my Razer and my Sony Ericsson uh, with me. All my friends call me the Razer, but I like the the uh, K800i uh, for the camera. Uh, I had a bunch of packages in my hand, Christmas returns, so I stopped, coincidentally, outside a cell phone display for Roger's phones. The source by Circuit City, formerly Radio Shack store, so I could stop my iPod to fish out my phones from my pockets. I started listening to the voicemail message on my Razer. Uh, my K800i alerted me to an incoming message. The message said there a large file and asked me if I wanted to download it. I don't remember if it had the number of kilobytes. I was curious, as it is not the type of uh, message I would normally receive before an incoming picture message. But I was intrigued because I thought I had a, vo- a photo or video that Steve may be sending me from uh, a new band CD launch party that he, I had missed the night before. Uh, so I hit the soft key to accept. I don't remember whether... The text message said it was a free, but I was a bit concerned as the data charges are very high once you go over your monthly limit. It took about 20 to 30 seconds to download. The message turned out to be from a hair salon and spa about 10 meters away from me. The message had not been sent as a picture, a picture message from my carrier, carrier as I learned it had nothing to do with the electronics store I was standing in front of. The message was just a black and white graphic with the salon's name, location, and web address. A second message followed, again asking for permission to download. Uh, this was a 15-second video ad by the company delivering the message. After I looked at the messages, I went to my inbox of all my messaging, but the two messages weren't there. I then looked at the picture and video folders, and that's where I found it. The ad was about 45 kilobits. So he goes on, and you know, just to say, that's you know how how that whole thing took place. That's really interesting. You know, I have not seen that happen. I have not received one of those before. I do have my phone's discovery mode turned off all the time for things like this. Uh, you know, but the whole walking through just receiving messages at will, yeah, it just it doesn't really fly too well for me, I don't think. I have a problem with that. I don't like that at all. No. Personally, I if you want to send me something like that, or you want me to get messages while I'm out by retailers? I want to be I want to be told ahead of time, and I want to be able to opt into that. I don't want to just get, start receiving these these things, whether or not they're free. It's gonna it would be it would get annoying. Yeah, walking through the mall, getting messages from every store you walk by. <laughs> think think about how many think about how many stores are in a mall. Yeah, and think about how many of those stores are usually national. That would have the resources to do something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So you figure if you got that on top of, you got how many are national to how many stores there are. You would if if they start all start doing that, that would drive somebody crazy. And I'll bet you that would probably annoy somebody to the point that they wouldn't go back to that mall. Yeah. What do you think, Joey? You'd have your um, your phone's memory full before before <laughs> leaving. Yeah. You have you have no room for anything because it's all full up full up with these Bluetooth messages. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it it seems like a pretty uh, ineffective advertising strategy, really. Probably more of a, a nuisance than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Quick comment from Micah. I hope you and Matt had a nice set of holidays. I wanted to tell you about an awesome website called the Carnival of Mobilists. It's at mobile.st. 
Uh, it's a compilation of all the best posts of the week from people who blog about the mobile universe from all around the world. Every week is hosted by a different blog, and there are some amazing things to read. And uh, anyway, just wanted to pass that on. So anyway, thanks, Micah. I'll post that in the show notes. Mobile, Mobili, M-O-B-I-L-I dot S-T is that site. So next is a question and comment from Craig. He says, thanks to Matt for mentioning Audio Bay. I went to the Hango to uh, uh, hand Handango, or what's what was the site, Matt? Handgo? Handango. Handango, yeah. It's Handango. Yeah, and searched around for it at first. It uh, didn't show that this was listed for my singular 3125, but I put in the singular 2125, and it showed up. All I seem to do is listen to podcasts in the car, and right now I use a, a whopping uh, 5G iP- or yeah, f- fifth-generation iPod video for that, so it's kind of a waste. So for the 6 bucks, it's such a great deal. I've always liked to use my phones to their full potential, uh, and this is getting me closer to it. And uh, he says, I use my 3125 with my car's Bluetooth phone integration. I use an external Bluetooth GPS receiver with Telenav, get direct push email from my company's mail server, get scheduled mail from my personal account, download podcasts over the air at night, listen to them on my phone. <laughs> yeah, this, this is almost bringing a tear to my eye. I know. It's <laughs> Craig, I this Craig is amazing. Anyway, maximizing. He had a, he, maximizing the, the potential of his device. Uh, mm-hmm. Quick question he had, though. My car has an auxiliary input jack for the stereo. So now I just need to get a good A2DP to auxiliary adapter. Do you guys have any recommendations? Um, I found a, uh, it's on uh, Modico.com, and basically it's an A2DP to auxiliary adapter. All I'm guessing you're looking to do is stream the audio from your phone to an adapter that would then plug into a 3.5mm jack. So... Uh, that would be basically the answer to your question is that. So hopefully that will uh, that will give you at least some information into the right direction of what you need to do with that. So, Man. Yep. So that well, is... You know what, though? You know, sorry about that. But in all honesty, though, I mean, if you're going to pay like we do a few, you know, hundreds of dollars for these phones, I mean, you, you want to get the most out of them because you almost feel like it's a waste if you pay so much for a phone and you can't and you don't do much with it. That, to me, that would be the way. That's what I would feel. Absolutely, oh, yeah. or, or and or you're carrying around you know five devices in your pocket or in your briefcase. You just got you, know, you get so much stuff, yeah, all in one. And as we kind of mentioned before the show, I'm sure maybe cars will start including this feature. Hopefully, they start including this feature. Yeah, that's true. In the future, you, you've got the Bluetooth already built in for streaming your audio for your phone calls. Add in the extra Bluetooth protocol, and boom, there you go. You can stream your your music straight from your phone to uh, to your car there. Yeah. Well, as soon as uh, Apple and iPod put Bluetooth functionality in their uh, iPod systems, it's all car over. Makers probably be, yeah, they'll probably be all over that one. Absolutely. Yep. So that's it. That's that's our audio comments. That's our written in questions. That's show number thirty-two. That's all we got for today. Yeah. Yep. Man, thirty-two. Man, it's been a uh, been a good year. Been a good, uh, you know, been a good Stop. last couple of weeks here. Had a good holidays here, and CES is going on for the next couple of days. So next weekend is sure to be packed with a lot of new stuff that's will have come out. All right. Well, guys, thank you very much for uh, for your time, and I uh, hope you have a good week here. And until next week, thank you very much for downloading show number thirty-two, and we'll talk to you later. Bye, All right. Bye.